This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. It's time for Pope Pope Parliament, where we bring you updates from the day one riot. So we begin with a question from Rasa MP Chaki Chin on the cancellation of tax exemptions for the Islamic charity organisation Al-Bukhari Foundation. Now for some context, on March 11th, the former Prime Minister Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin made a statement saying that in 2018, then-Finance Minister, current Bagan MP Lim Guan Ng, was responsible for this cancellation. So the Rasa MP wanted to verify all this with the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. So Anwar noted that according to the records, Guan Ng did not cancel the tax exemption. He said that the approval of this unusual cancellation involving the Al-Bukhari Foundation as well as the Al-Bukhari Group was only made on the 25th of February 2021. Kerajaan mengesahkan dari rekod Kementerian Kewangan bahawa YB Bagan semasa menjawat Menteri Kewangan tidak pernah membuat sebarang pembatalan kepada kelulusan percukaian sebelumnya ni dakwa diberikan kepada Yayasan Al-Bukhari maka dakwaan yang dibuat bahawa beliau membatalkan pengecualian adalah tidak benar itu um, kena hakikatnya uh, kelulusan hanya dibuat pada 25 Februari 2021 uh, iaitu kelulusan pengecukai yang di luar kebiasaannya yang melibatkan kedua-dua Yayasan Al-Bukhari dan kumpulan Al-Bukhari. That was Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. So the Rasa MP then followed up with another question asking the PM to address the accusations from the opposition about him being, and I quote, anti-poor people, given that taxes should be used to help the poor. He also asked him to verify whether the authority approving tax exemption applications falls under the finance minister or the Inland Revenue Office, uh, that's of course LHDN. So Anwar said that the responsibility doesn't fall on the Finance Minister. Of course, he is Finance Minister as well. Uh, instead, he said that the authority to approve tax exemption applications lie with the LHDN Director General. And in response to accusations that he is... Uh, quote-unquote, anti-poor, he drew attention to the fact that the government is also asking large corporations to donate the money to uh, to donate money to the needy. He said also that between the option of giving donations to political parties and to paddy farmers, that he would choose paddy farmers. Memang kuasa pengecualian mengikut 446 kurungan bukan kuasa menteri atau perdana menteri. Ia kuasa mutlak ketua pengarah Lembaga hasil dalam negeri um, Mengenai um, Kaedah Yang di, dibangkitkan uh, Saya telah jelaskan bahawa itu uh, Bukan uh, Perkara yang biasa Dalam rekod Kementerian Kewangan Saya tidak boleh panjangkan kerana kes ini Masih uh, dalam Siasatan dan tindakan SPRM dan Mahkamah Cuma pendekatan kita Tentu berbeza dari dulu Iaitu meminta syarikat-syarikat besar memindahkan kewangan besar memberi pengecualian dan kemudian menderma kepada parti atau persaurangan. Saya memilih memanggil Tan Sri Syed Mukhtar memberi jaminan sokongan kepada syarikat projek-projek yang memberi manfaat kepada negara dan bagi kepentingan pesawah miskin kerana ini terlibat dengan pernah. 
minta dia derma kepada pesawah secara langsung. Jadi 60 juta ringgit kepada pesawah dan 30% keuntungan yang dia catat selama lebih 20 tahun. Inilah pertama kali kita minta beliau beri 30% keuntungan bersih kepada pesawah padi. Jadi ada pendekatan berbeza. Satu boleh serah kepada parti, satu serah kepada pesawah padi. Saya pilih untuk serah kepada pesawah padi. Following that, Pasir Gudang MP Datuk Muslimin Yahya asked the PM how he plans on managing the risk of borrowers defaulting on loans if they use EPF as collateral for those loans, which of course was a proposal that Anwar announced um, earlier this month. So the PM responded by saying that this initiative allowing the EPF to be used as collateral will not in fact affect the investment pool and the dividend payout. He also said that in the event borrowers are unable to repay, it would only involve a small group. Dari sudut um, jaminan uh, kepentingan uh, peminjam itu dipelihara. Umpamanya uh, tidak ada uh, dividen akan diteruskan, walaupun dia beri cagaran, uh, umpamanya rm ringgit itu uh, sebagai uh, pinjaman, tetapi dividen itu akan diberikan sepenuh ikut kumpulan asal, jadi tidak dipotong. Jadi oleh demikian KWSP merasakan dalam beberapa tahun. Pulangan itu dapat diperoleh, maka kalaulah ada beberapa jumlah kecil yang tidak yang gagal membayar, dia tidak mengesankan parah kerana jumlah induk dan dividen sudah ditambah dari potongan mungkin dari dari, dari sudut, sudut dividen. Jadi risiko itu bagi kalau paham saya sangat minimal. That was the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. Now, this is something that we discussed in some detail last week, the subject of EPF being used as collateral for loans in the event of an emergency. And having heard the PM, what else do you think can be done to mitigate the risk that comes with using your EPF as collateral for a loan? Do you think what has been discussed or announced is enough to mitigate that risk. You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Next up, bank scams, or more specifically, why the government doesn't want to reveal the names of the five banks believed to be involved in an international fraud syndicate. So this question came from Stampin MP Chong Chiangjen, and this is referring to the MACC's investigation into an investment scam syndicate and the role of five major banks that have been implicated in the case. So previously, a source told Sina Harian that the investment scam syndicate allegedly created accounts with these five banks and then to illegal transfer money abroad. So officers at those respective banks also allegedly received 1,000 ringgit each to open accounts without following bank protocol. So here's what the Deputy Minister of Finance, Dr. Sri Ahmad Mazlan, had to say um, in terms of why the investigation is not being made against the banks. Here he is explaining that. Mengenai lima bank ini, siasatan oleh SPRM ditujukan pada individu, bukan kepada bank. SPRM bersama-sama pihak yang berkaitan akan bekerjasama untuk menyelesaikan perkara ini. Jadi itu yang saya ingin nyatakan. Dan satu lagi, kita pun sedia maklum bahawa dia meningkat, walaupun meningkat jumlah pembekuan akaun individu sekarang ini bernilai 24.3 juta. Kita menerima 16,572 panggilan menggunakan 997 tu dah 16,572 panggilan dilakukan. 
dan kita telah membuka 751 kertas siasatan untuk memastikan bahawa apa yang diadukan di line hotline 997 itu diambil tindakan oleh kerana kesedaran semakin meningkat maka panggilan semakin bertambah kita sedang berusaha untuk memastikan perkara ini diatasi That was the Deputy Minister of Finance, Datuk Sri Ahmad Mazlan. Later on, Baling MP Hassan Saad brought up the issue of the rising prices of food in schools, given, of course, the rising price of raw ingredients in the market. So he asked the Deputy Minister of Education, Lim Hui Ying, how the MOE was planning on dealing with this. So Hui Ying firstly said, um, restated their commitment to the issue and proceeded to list the many ways that the ministry is overseeing the rising prices of food in schools, uh, namely by releasing a variety of reading material to enforce correct management of canteens, as well as the formation of several committees to manage the canteens at both school and government levels. However, when it comes to the adherence of price, she she did note that the responsibility falls on school authorities to oversee this. Kementerian Pendidikan Malaysia sentiasa peka dan komited terhadap kebajikan dan kesihatan murid meliputi pelbagai aspek termasuk perkhidmatan kantin sekolah. KPM mengambil maklum dengan peningkatan kos bahan mentah yang meningkat di pasaran semasa serta beberapa aduan yang diterima berkaitan kenaikan harga makanan di kantin sekolah. KPM sentiasa memantau rapi pengurusan kantin sekolah melalui inisiatif yang telah dilaksanakan seperti yang berikut. Menyediakan buku panduan pengurusan kantin sekolah sehat, menyediakan perjanjian penyewaan dan pengurusan kantin sekolah, mengeluarkan surat pekeliling iktisas dan surat arahan yang berkaitan dari semasa ke semasa, menubuhkan jawatan kuasa pengurusan kantin di bawah jawatan kuasa pengurusan hal ehwal murid di sekolah dan membentuk struktur pengurusan di peringkat KPM, Jabatan Pendidikan Negeri dan Pejabat Pendidikan Daerah. KPM melalui jawatan kuasa hal ehwal murid di sekolah bertanggungjawab Memantau pengoperasian kantin sekolah dalam memastikan makanan yang dijual di kantin sekolah sentiasa bersih, bermutu, berkhasiat, selamat dan mencukupi pada harga yang berpatutan. Jawatan kuasa ini sentiasa mengadakan perbincangan dengan pengusaha kantin bagi memastikan peraturan yang terkandung dalam buku panduan pengurusan kantin sekolah sehat dan perjanjian penyewaan dan pengurusan kantin sekolah dipatuhi. Berdasarkan buku panduan tersebut, ini adalah buku panduan tebal sangat juga, adalah menjadi tanggungjawab pihak pengetua atau guru besar memastikan pengusaha kantin menjual makanan mengikut senarai makanan dan minuman yang terdapat dalam sebut harga yang dilampirkan dalam perjanjian penyewaan dan pengurusan kantin sekolah. Pihak sekolah hendaklah memastikan penjualan makanan dan minuman di kantin sekolah adalah pada harga yang berpatutan. Later on, we had Rasa MP Cha Ki Chin follow up with a question on whether there would be any further action taken against canteen operators um, who raised their prices, as well as to help them against the rising prices of raw ingredients. And all of this, of course, is to ensure students' welfare. So the Deputy Minister said that the onus of dealing with this uh, falls on the shoulders of school authorities after having discussions with uh, the canteen operators themselves. Untuk maklumat yang berhormat, KPM memahami situasi kenaikan kos yang dihadapi oleh pengusaha kantin. Seperti yang saya maklumkan, pihak sekolah hendaklah membincangkan perkara ini dengan jawatan kuasa pengurusan hal ehwal murid di sekolah. 
Jawatan kuasa ini akan memantau dan mengesahkan perkara ini terlebih dahulu. Perbincangan hendaklah diadakan dengan pengusaha kantin dan jika mengenal pasti justifikasi kenaikan harga adalah diperlukan, maka pihak sekolah akan cuba mencari penyelesaian terbaik. That was the Deputy Minister of Education, Lim Hui Ying, explaining how the Ministry of Education plans on dealing with the rising prices of food in schools. So this is an ongoing discussion, I think, rising food price across the board, cost of living. And looking at this specific question, let us know, do you think enough is being done to deal with the rising price of food in schools? How can this be managed? Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018 and tweet us at BFM Radio. That's all we have for today. Uh, just to recap, a number of things that came up. Um, one, on how the government plans to mitigate the risk of using EPF as collateral for loans. Uh, the issue also of a bank scam syndicate, um, as well as the rising food prices in school and um, what needs to be done to 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 uh, deal with that. So keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.